Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Today, it's my friend Katie Knight, who has been on before a few times. Katie, how are you doing? Good, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, today, we watched Deranged Granny. <laughs> Did you find her completely deranged? <laughs> uh, yes, completely. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even... Um, uh, it's uh, not even uh, there's a, not a question about it question about it. <laughs> sorry I um I am drinking another coffee but I am a little bit out of it <laughs> okay <laughs> um so I I picked like a few options and uh, you you thought that this one had the most promise of the options? It was between this one and one other one. I forget the name of that one. Do you remember? Was it the one about sorority girls who were like fall girls or something? No, it was the other one. Uh, I have it, actually, I think, on my phone. I think it might have been like another family member who was deranged or like a nanny who was deranged or a surrogate who was deranged. It was Sinfidelity. Oh, where the man is in danger, I think, but not the woman. Okay. Yeah, it was like fatal attraction, but like gender swapped. <laughs> and it has a fun title. So who knows, maybe I'll do that one later. <laughs> but um, this movie, one, it's called Deranged Granny, which bodes well for the show. And two, it has Wendy Malick, who I love. <laughs> Um, she is the title character and, um, she's been on, in a movie that I've covered for the show before. She was on After All These Years, which is one of the few movies that I've watched for the show that I've actually enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Namely because I love Wendy Malick so much. She's great. <laughs> I don't think I recognize any of the actors or actresses in this one. Uh, okay. Um... I don't even know, like, originally what I know her from, because she's, like, done so much. I think she was in Just Shoot Me, which is probably oh. what I know her from. But she's done some, like, voice work as well. Like, she was um, Yzma in, uh, what do you call it? Emperor's New Groove, that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, she was? Yeah. Uh, like, like kind of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's a great comedic actress and she's having a good time in this role, I think, I would say. <laughs> but I mean, considering it's a Lifetime movie, it's like she could have gone bigger, I think, if she wanted to and it still would have been fine, <laughs> considering what it is. So we start with Ethan and lucy is that his first wife's yes. name and they're in a um they're in a hospital yeah they're in a hospital they have their own room she's about to give birth to their son and they want to name him nicholas and then uh barbara ethan's mom comes in and she's annoyed that they haven't contacted her yeah she's like you should call me first thing and all this i don't know yeah. How is it that she knows to come? I forget. I don't know. Maybe she just thought, or maybe they called her after he was born. Yeah. Maybe they called her a little bit later or she heard from somebody else, but she shows up. She has like a crocheted blanket. She's all excited for being a grandmother for the first time. Ethan's an only child and it's going to be his first kid. She seemed more say than the parents, which I thought was a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you got that vibe either, but... Yeah, no, I definitely did. I guess it would be, in general, like, even in a normal family, like, easier for the grandparents to be super excited and for the parents just to be, like, stressed out. Because <laughs> they seemed, like, 100% stressed out. Um, and they weren't, like, excited to meet their new kid. They were just like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. <laughs> Um, and then it turns out she's bleeding a lot, so they have to rush her to, um, surgery. Right. And they end up losing the baby, 
And again, the grandmother seems more sad than the parents. Yeah. Well, we don't see Lucy's reaction at all. No, we never we don't. see that actress again. So we have no idea how she reacts. <laughs> it jumps forward three years. And it took me a second to realize that the person they show is not Lucy. And yes. it's out. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> how does she have a kid who's 11 and like what? <laughs> That's. Yeah. It's great because like the jump ahead says three years later, but it's like in quotation marks. So you're like, what does it mean when it's in quotation marks? Like it's three-ish years later? Like, is it or is it not three years later? And then the woman who plays Kendall, sometimes called Kenny, which I kept for the first few times she gets called Kenny. I'm like, oh, her name's Jenny. And then people would call her Kendall. And I'm like, wait, is she Jenny or is she Kendall? But she goes by Kenny sometimes, but her name is Kendall. And she looks a lot like the actress who plays Lucy. So you're like, oh, I guess that wasn't their first kid after all, because look, there are these two kids, one's 11, one's like nine, like, <laughs> uh, what's going on? And then you realize, oh, no, that's, that's someone different. <laughs> Never mind. I feel like the movie jumped between, like, time and scenes very, very quickly. Yeah, it was like, we got, we got things to do, we got to keep it moving. <laughs> it's like, so I appreciate it, but it, like, wasn't very smooth. But was it her client or a patient or whoever he was for Kenny? Yeah. Comes in, sees the kids, and she's like, do you want to come have dinner with us? Was, was <laughs> that their first meeting or had they met before? I don't know. That's the thing, too. So, like, she's running late, and it wants to show her as, like, this harried woman who's a single mom. But we don't know who she is. And it would have made more sense if we just, like, started with them meeting each other for the first time because then we'd be like oh, okay I know who this per person is now <laughs> but then we go back to Ethan and Ethan's divorced from Lucy and he's talking to a co-worker who's trying to set him up on a date with a, another random co-worker and he's like oh I have a meeting with someone for something and then he shows up and he's like immediately taken with this woman <laughs> probably because he has a type which is looks exactly alike to Lucy <laughs> Like the same. <laughs> <laughs> like the exact same. And uh, then her ex-husband, her ch children's father, comes in with the kids. And they're like, I want this from you. I want that from you. And he's like charmed by these children. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's all go out to dinner together when she jokingly says that. And then she's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And it sounds like... I mean, I think he's definitely trying to be slick here, but he does kind of frame it like, we can talk about the details over dinner. So, like, do they talk about business over dinner or do they not? I don't know. I don't know. They don't show the dinner. No. Well, they kind of show the dinner briefly, but they don't show the conversation. So we don't know what they talk about. And then it jumped ahead and they were, like, moving together. And it's like, didn't they just meet, like, yesterday? Well, because they immediately go into a montage. And so I'm like, oh, okay, so I thought they were going to go out to a pizza parlor, but I guess they're making pizza at home. But they immediately seem, like, really comfortable with each other, and the children aren't around. And, like, then they, like, rush into her bedroom, and I'm like, are we fast-forwarding ahead, or is this all the same night? And then he's moving in, and I'm like, is this a few months later or the next day? Like, I don't know. Yeah, so it's very confusing. <laughs> but they were like, screw it. We need to, like pop ahead and I don't want to have another title card with like however many months ahead I already used one title card I'm only allowed to use title cards once I guess I don't know <laughs> but they've moved in together and the kids seem to like Ethan and Ethan seems to like the kids and they're a happy little family so everything's great <laughs> yeah so everything's great <laughs> until <laughs> His mom comes around. <laughs> exactly. And it's weird because, like, he's moved in, and they're a happy little family, and he um, is talking to Kendall, and Kendall's like, I wish they had a grandparent who lived nearby because um, my husband, my ex-husband's dad isn't in the picture, and my parents are dead, so we just have the one grandmother, but she lives in Boston. And I guess they live on the West Coast. I don't know exactly where they live. <laughs> They're really vague about that. But Boston comes up later, and it seems like a very far place. So I'm like, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, so she wants them to have another um, grandparent in their lives. So right. she starts pestering her um, boyfriend, Ethan. And for some reason, every time they said Ethan, I just kept hearing N. And so I was like, oh, his name is Ben. And then later he gets called Ethan. And I'm like, oh, I just can't hear, apparently. <laughs> so I had real issues with people's names. So I was like, her name's Jenny and he's Ben. No, wait, she's Kendall and he's Ethan. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone else would have that problem or if it's just me. <laughs> I'm not sure if I was paying too much attention to the names during the oh. movie. I was paying more attention to how the time kept jumping forward and <laughs> the granny and what she was doing and how, I don't know, it was just very odd. Yeah, yeah. Things she would get upset about and what she did. Yeah. Of those things. Yeah. So he has some sort of, like, negative um, relationship with his mom like he never used the term abusive or anything but like it's pretty chilly between the two of them uh she's in his phone as barbara anders instead of his mom and he hasn't talked to her in a couple years because she kept pushing for them to try to have another kid and they were too traumatized about having lost their first kid to want to try again and then they end up getting forced anyway so he's like mad about her trying to push so hard yeah <laughs> I can see them being traumatized and it's their first kid. Yeah. They lose it. So I'm more on their side than on the granny side. Yeah. But. And like that happens a fair amount when people uh, experience that sort of loss. They sometimes drift apart and they end up divorcing. So like the whole thing seems like reasonable that he is like mad at his mom for not just being supportive and pushing her own agenda. <laughs> Um, but then Kendall's like, well, I'm sure everything would work out if I just ambushed my, uh, fiance, uh, <laughs> with his mom. And she's kind of right. Like she asks Barbara to come over. Barbara comes over. The kids are like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and she's like, I'm your grandmother. And they're and like, I brought cookies. <laughs> yeah. And I brought cookies. And then we find out Bobby, the younger of the two kids, um has a peanut allergy and uh she's like oh don't worry there's no peanuts but it's good to know and then ethan's like um i'm sorry that we haven't talked in a long time can we start over or she apologizes and says well, she wants to start over and he's like okay and then everything's great and it's like wow that worked really well <laughs> um, by the way bobby is like this happy child and then the daughter is very I know she's in the teenage state of being mad about everything and not wanting mm -hmm. to do anything. Very I grumpy. Really liked, yeah, I really liked Bobby as a character because he seemed like nonplussed by everything. He was just like, happy go lucky kid. <laughs> like nothing got him down. I was like, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. <laughs> like, I don't really care that much about any of the adults in this movie, but uh, that kid. He's, he's got charisma. He's got the stuff. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ethan's happy. Barbara's now in their lives as another grandmother. Um, Calvin, their dad, is going to come over for a family barbecue with his mom, their other grandmother. And so, Kendall's like, let's invite Barbara, too. It's that Barbara doesn't know the other grandma is coming. <laughs> Which, Which is, is strange. A... <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you think that would come up when you invite them, like, hey, their dad and their other grandmother is coming over. Thought you'd like to come over, too. But I guess they don't. So, anyways, there's a moment where, of course, both grandmothers kind of walk in almost simultane simultaneously. And the kids are like, Grandma! And they, like, run. And uh, Barbara's all excited. And they run right past her to their first grandma. The thing is, though, they, like, just met Barbara. As yeah. Grandma, so they don't know her. So I'm not no. sure why she's so upset that they're more affectionate with other grandma. <laughs> yeah, it's like the 11-year-old has spent 11 years being this woman's grandchild. She's met you once. Like, she has nothing against you, but, like, she has to get she to know, know you. you. <laughs> 
but Barbara wants this instant connection and she doesn't have it. And she feels really threatened. Uh, by the way, the other grandma brought cookies, which turns out to be something she shouldn't have done. Oh, yes. She has uh, brownies. Oh, yeah, like brownies, right. They're, like, super excited for these brownies, and uh, Barbara feels overshadowed <laughs> by this other grandma, which is an unreasonable way to think and feel. Right. We see someone sprinkle something on the brownies, but I'm not sure what it is at first. Right. We don't know what it is or who's doing it, but someone at the barbecue has tampered with the brownies. <laughs> and, and then, you know, Bobby eat one and start choking and having an allergic reaction. So, obviously, it's peanuts. Right. Which you think they'd be able to smell and taste. Like, they don't seem to notice that there's peanut dust on the top of their brownies until he starts having the reaction. Right. It's not like it's in them, like in the batter, which That's I guess true. is harder to taste, but it's right on top. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, in, in any case, he doesn't have to eat very much before he has like a terrible reaction. And of course, Barbara is a hero and uses an EpiPen and they call 911 and he's fine. And uh, the mom is kind of angry with uh, their first grandma, Jane, because she thinks that she forgot about the peanut allergy. And of course, she's very upset because she knew about the peanut allergy and she didn't put peanuts in the brownies and all this other stuff. Right. So she's like, I don't know how this happened, but I'm maybe... I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. And like, no one, no reasonable person would assume, oh, someone intentionally tampered with the brownies afterwards to make my kids sick, you know? <laughs> Especially when it's all family. Right, right. It's like, there weren't really that many people around. It's, it's just the family. So like what could have happened, you know, it must've been just some sort of mistake. Uh, so poor Jane is all upset that she thinks she's responsible for accidentally hurting her grand, uh, her own grandson. Um, and that's the end of that scene. I don't know what happens next. Did Barbara give the parents a trip to, um, like, Hawaii? Is that yes. right after that, or was that later in the movie? No, I think you're right. So, um, they're engaged to be married, so as, like, an engagement present, uh, Barbara's sending them to some resort in Hawaii, and she's like, and I'll look after the kids this upcoming week for you. And it's so crazy in any case to be like, hey, you should take this surprise vacation next week. And she did like double check with the assistants to make sure that they had right. like availability, but still <laughs> just being like, I know when you can take this. It'll be next week. You're well, taking yeah, it. So you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> like check with um, your assistants so you don't have an excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And then, of course, that was supposed to be Calvin's week anyways. Um, so I guess they, like, switch off weeks rather than having weeks and weekends. Right. Which I guess would be easier for kids and parents. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess every custody agreement is slightly different. But that's the way they do it. They, they have on weeks and off weeks with each other. And uh, so she's like, well, since it's Calvin's week anyways, like, they'll be staying with their dad. And then Barbara's like, well, I insist. I have to have them stay with me. And she's like, well, you can't insist because you're not their parent. <laughs> right. And, and he has custody, so. Right. <laughs> I and forget then, what she did, so, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I forget what she did to get them instead of Calvin getting them. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. So on the day that... Um, her son and daughter-in-law go off to Hawaii. She goes over to the house to like wish them well. And Calvin comes over to pick up the kids. And he mentions to um, them right at the door, like, oh, let's go to this particular uh, food truck. And so Barbara oh, okay. knows to show up at that particular food truck. 
And she's like, oh, well, you know, it sounded good when you were talking about that burger and I thought I'd grab one too. And he's like, oh, come join us. So they all sit together and then she sends Calvin to grab something. Yeah, but she puts something on his, in his drink to yeah. get napkins. I think to get napkins for her. Yeah. But she puts something in his drink and you don't know what it is, but makes him throw up. Yep. So, so I think he's it's like sick. a pack or something. So she gets to take them. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't feel well. I'll go get checked out. And if I start feeling better, I'll take them back from you. But someone needs to look after them. Obviously, I can't. And I don't want them to get sick. And so she's like, oh, okay. As if, you know, she didn't just poison him. But <laughs> that seems pretty funny because there's like other people on other like picnic benches also eating while this man's like yacking into a trash can. I don't seem bothered by it at all. (laughs) Not in the least. In fact, one woman like gets up and I'm like, oh, she's leaving. And she like goes back to the food truck to grab some napkins and then goes, sits back down. I'm like, what? If somebody was throwing up at a restaurant that I was eating at, I'd be so scared that it would be like food poisoning and I'd immediately spit out whatever I was eating and just like get out of there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But she's like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) um the kids are upset when they get to her house because the parents didn't take her on um well their mom and what's his name didn't take them to hawaii right they want to go to i got four tickets and your mom didn't want to take you kind of a thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was uh surprising (laughs) that she like puts this lie in their head about like Oh yeah, they they don't want to be around you. <laughs> they want time alone. And uh, then she says, "Oh, you know that Ethan and your mom are gonna have kids of their own and gonna start a family without you or something." <laughs> it's like really, what grandmother would say that? <laughs> it's so strange because in her mind, if she's able to get them to stop having allegiance to their own mother they're gonna have more allegiance to her and it's like it's not she wants to take in the children as her own in a way yeah like at first it seems like she really wants to be like the best grandmother and bake all the best things and be around all the time but really it it you're right it seems like she almost wants complete custody of them and wants them to live with her or something (laughs) And so it's like, wait, what is your motivation here? <laughs> what, what's the grand plan? This doesn't really make any sense. But she tries to buy the kids with some toys. Like she has like a video game system set up that they can play with when they come over. And uh, she makes a whole room for them uh, to spend time in. There's no bed in it though. <laughs> no, it's almost like a hangout room, I guess, or like a reading room. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like a playroom, which is like kind of more common for really small kids. But she does have a video game system in there. So I guess it's like a little grown up. And um, the girl seems to kind of like it, but then catches herself. And she's like, I guess it's like good for little kids. Because she wants to like have this grandmother know that she doesn't trust her fully yet. But that immediately goes out the window because the grandmother's like, here's an iPad. <laughs> but then the um, the daughter, what's her name? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Amy. Amy. She's like, well, mom doesn't want me to play with tablets that much. And grandma's like, well, we could keep this a secret from her. <laughs> like, well, mom says we shouldn't keep secrets from each other. And it's like, okay, well, I'll just take this back to the store. It's like, mm-hmm. what kid would say no? Mm-hmm. In a way, at that age. Yeah. That's, that's always a bad call. Whenever you feel like, should I help a child keep a secret from their parent? The answer should be, no, don't do that. Never. It also just, like, teaches kids, like, to hide things from their parents. And that's like a really dangerous lesson to teach children. <laughs> but um, of course, the girl doesn't want to lose having an iPad. So um, she just hides it from her mom. And the grandmother's like, and you can be in constant contact with me. And that would be great. And, you know, you just 
ask for whatever you need or want and I'll be sure to get it for you. So that's the first time they spend time at her house. Um, later, it comes up that Calvin gets a job in Boston. Is that the next thing? That yeah, well, wait, first she brings them to school. When oh, yes. She has them. And a kid take, um, takes his um, lunch, lunch mm-hmm. bag, and pretty much takes everything out of it. And then she goes up to him, basically threatens the kid. <laughs> it's like, really, you're going to threaten the kid to, I don't know what she's going to do with him, really. But Well, she said, if you don't like eating poison, like... Oh, poison rat or poison rat. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, and it's like, her whole MO is to use poison. Like, do not tell people that (laughs) like keep that close to the vest you shouldn't just be out and about like telling kids like hey i like to poison people like plus it's a little kid kind of he can just go tell the principal or the teacher hey she he stole right grandson to lunch i don't know (laughs) or she could have threatened him with that like i'm gonna stay here after um school and i'm gonna talk to your mom or i'm gonna talk to the teacher or you know, like, there's no reason to be like, I'm going to kill you. Well, so maybe there's a reason he stole the food. You never know. Working at school now. Maybe the kid who was in the stealing maybe doesn't have food at home. Maybe he didn't have a lunch. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, yeah. It's obviously way too much. <laughs> but Bobby sees her threaten this kid. He doesn't hear all that she says. Um, but he loves having someone stand up to this bully for him. And he's like, yeah, my grandma's rad. (laughs) (laughs) And she comes back to school later with like a bigger lunch or a bigger something for him, I think. Yeah. Before she talks to that, uh, boy to threaten him, she hands a new sandwich to her grandma. I thought it was after. Oh, I don't know. I thought she threatened him. She laughed and she came back. No, I think it was all at the same time. Maybe. I don't know. That time thing. (laughs) <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, this movie's strange. <laughs> but um is Kendall like Kendall's getting suspicious of Barbara. And I don't remember why she's so suspicious. Like I know she talks to the neighbor, but like even before that, she's talking to Ethan about like oh, my kids don't like me anymore, and I think Barbara's poisoning them against me, you know? And oh, yeah. I, I don't know. She's just, she's very suspicious, and it seems kind of strange, like, why she feels that way. Like, obviously she should, but I don't know that she has any evidence that she should. <laughs> I don't know. They just seem to like the grandma better, but they just spent a week with her. Yeah, and and so, like, Ethan kind of talks her down and is like, well you know, grandparents, they like, they spoil the kids. They don't make them follow all the rules. They're always going to be more, a bigger favorite than a parent who's going to be like, do this, do that, you know? And you're not used to having a parent who's like a a grandparent who's always like around the kids. So this is new for you, whatever. And so she's like, I guess you're right. Um, But she still has it in her mind that like maybe Barbara's bad news. So she's going to grab her son's um, sweater or something that he left at Barbara's place. But Barbara isn't there, but Barbara's neighbor is around. So then she's like, "Uh, do you know if Barbara's around? And the neighbor's like, oh no, she's already left. And then- But the neighbor's like, she needs to be like my nanny or something for my kid. But she called the, um, the cops on me or the, called the child protective services on me Mm -hmm. I I forget what they did they did something or she did something yeah they um they fired her and she was mad that she couldn't be around the kids anymore because she got so attached so she was like in retribution sent um child protective services to their house and uh, it was an anonymous tip but she's like I don't think it was an I don't I think I know who it was. I think it was definitely Barbara because it happened like right after I let her go. Um, But Kendall, she's like, oh, I'm thinking of making 
Barbara, my nanny. And she says that so that this neighbor will speak freely and won't like be overly nice about Barbara by hearing that Barbara's family. (laughs) Yeah. So she like, she's still kind of suspicious about Barbara at that point. And now that she's heard that she's super suspicious. Also, Barbara initially was a super great uh, nanny, but she just like kind of overstepped her place. But one of the reasons she, this woman thought she was such a great nanny was she was able to use an EpiPen on her son when her son accidentally ate something with sesame seeds. And then um, uh, Kendall is like, well, she knew beforehand that your son was allergic to sesame seeds. And she's like, yeah, that's how she knew that she needed to use the EpiPen to begin with. So it was a good thing in the end. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Bobby had a problem. You usually don't have to use EpiPen with anyone. And she had to use that with two kids. Yeah, it's like, hmm, is there a pattern here? Is this something she does on purpose to look like a hero? And um, Ethan has mentioned in passing that um, his mom was like always doting on him because he was sick as a kid a lot. And as soon as <laughs> he said that, I'm like, Munchausen's by proxy, or however you say that, Munchausen's? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it. But yeah, that thing where people will intentionally make someone in their family sick, usually their child, to like garner sympathy from people around them or to make their kid more docile. But um, yeah, <laughs> as soon as he said that, we like knew, like, aha. Um, so then Kendall's like, I talked to this woman and this is what she said. And I think she poisoned Bobby with some peanuts on purpose so she could be a hero. And I think she was poisoning you too, to like make you think that she was a good mom. And he's like, look, I know I'm not a huge Barbara fan and I try to keep her out of our lives, but I don't think she's poisoning anyone. And I think you're being crazy. I think you're being a little extreme. (laughs) (laughs) Which I mean. telling someone, hey, I think you've been the subject of abuse for years by someone you love, even if you have a complicated relationship with that person, that's a big ask, (laughs) even if you're telling the truth. (laughs) So you can understand why he's resistant to this. (laughs) But um, I don't know, they they both say hurtful things to each other. And then he like packs a bag and leaves. Yeah, which I can understand. Yeah. Because it's his mom, so he goes over to Barbara's house for a little bit, which I guess they all live in the same neighborhood. Yeah, because they all have very similar houses. (laughs) Later, we're literally in Barbara's neighbor's house, and it is the same exact layout as the house um, that Kendall lives in, down to the placement of the furniture, (laughs) which is very strange. (laughs) It's like, hey, I guess, you know... If you don't have a lot of money, why not film in two houses and make it look like three? Yeah. (laughs) And why not do it in the same neighborhood where the layouts are very similar and you don't have to, like, I don't know, drive across town to get to a second location. It makes sense. (laughs) But there were times where I'd be like, which house are we in right now? (laughs) Yes, me too. (laughs) Um... So, okay. Uh, at this so, point, Calvin, is he still alive? <laughs> yes. Um, he's talking with his mom about saying he had a fight with Kendall. And what happens then? I forget. But, um... I think Calvin might be dead by this point. I think a little earlier than this, um, Calvin wants to move. No. Yes, maybe. I don't know. Calvin wants to move to Boston and he gets into a fight with Barbara because um, Barbara took the kids on his day and she did that by accident because Ethan made it seem like it was okay because Ethan had forgotten that it was Calvin's day. And she took them to this like amusement park and then she like didn't look at her phone and got like a billion call- calls from Ethan and from Calvin. And then Calvin like searches the whole amusement park, sees them. And then he's like all 
exasperated and he's like, it's my day. I need to take the kids. I need to talk to them about something. And she's like, you're ruining their day. They need to stay here with me. And then I'm going to take them to see a play. And, da, 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 da. and, and he's then, like, no, they're coming with me now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm their dad. You're not their parents. I don't even know who you are <laughs> to them. <laughs> I'm digging up. And so obviously they're disappointed that they don't get to do the fun things. Uh, but they go with him. And then Barbara is uh, mad. And then she hears that Calvin, in taking the job in Boston, wants to have the kids um, for the entire summer, every summer. Right. So she meets an uh, apple pie and puts rat poison in the pie. <laughs> calls him over and he's like, hey, I want to talk with you. I want to forgive. I want to make amends. Uh-huh. I'd like to come over for some apple pie. <laughs> So he's like, I'm on my way to the airport, but, you know, I can stay for a little bit. This apple pie smells delicious. Let me start eating it. He eats, like, half of it. He starts, like, coughing and grabbing No, he stress. only ate a slice. The kids, I think, were oh, no, like half of a later, slice. and they ate the rest, the other part of it, I think, or something. No, well, he doesn't eat half a pie. I just meant he eats, like, half a slice, and he's already, like, in distress, like, right. immediately. And, uh... He, like, tries to grab his phone, and she just, like, grabs his phone away from him and just, like, stares at him. I know. That was really creepy. <laughs> like, I, I know what I'm doing, and I'm yeah. letting you die right now. <laughs> He's just, like, alarmed. And then he dies. And then they find his body later in a car accident, and his body is, like, burned. Yes. Which you didn't find out it's burned until later on. Yeah, it's very strange because I'm like, why? I know you want to kill him, which is crazy. But if you want to kill someone, why would you want them to die at your house? I mean, maybe that's better because then you could like bury him in the backyard. And unless someone gets a warrant to search your backyard with like cadaver dogs, you'll get away with it. But like, you want the body as close to the place you're going to ditch the body. You don't want to be like carrying around a body for long distances. <laughs> and so like, we don't get any scene of her trying to dispose of the body. It's just like next scene moving on. And Calvin hasn't gone to Boston. Jane was supposed to meet him in Boston and she's all nervous, but Kendall isn't because she's still getting texts from Calvin, which is actually obviously uh, Barbara pretending to be Calvin, but <laughs> she she's a very small woman, and she manages to move this man, I guess, into her car, drive to his, or I don't know, does she like drive okay. his car <laughs> into her garage? <laughs> no, but she must have driven his car into her garage and then dragged his body into his own car. And then driven his car to some undisclosed location that we never hear about. And then torches the car. And then, like, walks to another place and gets I mean, an Uber home. Like, I don't know how yeah. she managed this. If you're going to kill someone, you want to put it on fire. So that way it's, the body's not recognizable right away. But still, I'm not sure right. how she got him there to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it seems like a lot to do by yourself. And there's yeah. never any like she does it in a way that there's nothing to like implicate her though like later we just hear oh calvin has died in an accident um and then we see well why would you expect it wasn't his mom it was yeah why would you expect her at that point because she wasn't really doing anything yeah i mean you wouldn't expect anyone because it just looks like an accident and it's not like well known that people want to kill him or something <laughs> so it's like oh it's just a terrible accident um so then kendall and the kids are grieving and barbara and ethan come over after the funeral and they're like we didn't want to take focus away on this day so we didn't come to the service but you know we want to be here for you and then ethan and kendall reconnect and they're all going to be a family again and hooray everything's fine <laughs> uh So yeah, we're all cut up. And then what happens after that? 
Um, I think Barbara takes the kids away so they can, um, or Barbara wants to take the kids away, but the kids don't want to go with her or something. I forget why. Um, I think she said something to them. Something about their dad, about, I don't know, that was insensitive. Or am I thinking of something else completely? I don't know. Maybe that happened. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know, but some point they get to Barbara's house or staying with her because she has apple pie. Or maybe she brought it with them. Right, <laughs> right. So Ethan, I think we do another jump in time. I think that's what happens. I think that's why we're confused. Because uh, Calvin's dead. They have the funeral. Then we pop ahead. Now Ethan and Kendall are married and the kids are doing a little better. It's enough time between Calvin having died to now, whenever now is, I guess it's been a few more months, who knows. And <laughs> they're putting away laundry and Ethan's gonna go away on a business trip and the kids are gonna spend time with Barbara. And then um, I guess, uh, what's her face? Kendall's gonna be all alone for a couple nights and then the kids are gonna come back. Right. But then Kendall gets a text and then um, somebody calls her that kind of contradicts the text. So I think she goes over to check on the kids from her car. I don't think she's checking on the kids. She I does that at one point, but maybe that's later. I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think that's why she's coming over. She's taken a pregnancy test and she's found out that she's pregnant. Right. And she wants to tell her husband that he doesn't pick up the phone. So she says, call me back when you uh, get this message. I have some news for you. And then uh, Barbara says, come on over. I know you're alone. Uh, the kids are in bed. We can hang out. And we know that Barbara has made a new apple pie, again with rodenticide. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't know why she keeps using the same thing, but I guess it's been working for her because she hasn't been caught. Right. I mean, if it works, it works. <laughs> if someone has a deadly allergy, you use that food. If they don't, use rodenticide. Very simple. <laughs> so then um, Kendall says, okay, yeah, I'll come over. And... She does, but she gets a phone call before she gets inside, and it's someone from the homicide department saying, we've done an autopsy on your ex-husband, Calvin, and it looks like he was poisoned with rodenticide. And she's like, I want now? And he's like, it's rat poison. And she's like, oh, I, I had no idea. I'll, I'll come over first thing tomorrow to, like, give my statement or whatever to help. And so she's kind of in shock because she thought he was in an accident. And now it turns out somebody wanted him dead and killed him. And she has no idea who or why or what. And um, then uh, Barbara. Starts to eat a slice of apple pie. But then when she tells Barbara that she's uh -huh. pregnant. Barbara like takes the apple pie. And she's like, you shouldn't eat this when you're pregnant with all that sugar. Yeah. Throws it away. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't actually take a bite of pie. Um, before she announces that, you know, she's pregnant. And then obviously now she's a vessel for life. <laughs> the same way Lucy was a vessel for life. Cause that was something Lu Lucy said um, when Barbara came in, like, oh, Barbara's never liked me. She only liked me as soon as I got pregnant. She only cares about the fact that I can be a mom to a grandkid for her. So that's what's happening with Kendall. She throws away the pie. Kendall's like, I get to decide what I eat and what I don't eat. Like, don't worry about it. Uh, and she's like, no, no, no. I'll take care of you. And you can't eat this pie. <laughs> Which but I thought was really, really odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, without knowing it's poisoned, it's like a really weird way to behave. <laughs> but um, she leaves the pie on the counter. And earlier she had it on top of the refrigerator. And she told the kids, you cannot eat this pie. I'm saving it for your mom. She's not feeling well or something. Because that's right. the thing you do. You give someone pie to someone not feeling well. <laughs> I think they both go upstairs to check on the kids or something. And then... Yeah, well, they. I think they both go upstairs to go to bed. So I think Kendall's... Oh, yeah, that's right. as well. And then um, later... Uh, comes back down and yeah. the pie is eaten. 
Yeah. So she completely panics because uh, she thinks that the kids have eaten the pie. So she she grabs some Ipecac and she runs upstairs and she wakes up both the kids and she's like, you have to take this medicine. You have to take this medicine. They're like, why? <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're not sick. What are you talking about? You're asleep. And their mom comes in. It's like, why are you trying to make them vomit? Right, because she sees what she's trying to give them. And she's like, wait, what's happening? Like, oh, um, well, I noticed that one of the eggs were expired or something. I want to make sure they're okay. Yeah. And, like, even so, like, that seems like, really weird. And then Amy's like, don't worry. We didn't even eat the pie. We dropped the um, piece Please. that we cut our so- so- for ourselves. So and we're fine. <laughs> Why are you acting like this? Yeah, like, you're scaring us. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody will be scared. <laughs> yeah. So Kendall makes sure that Barbara goes to bed, and then she calls Ethan, and she's like... But actually, she goes downstairs first, checks the eggs, and it's like, these aren't expired, they're still fine. And yeah. Like rat poison underneath the sink. Which, I forget why she's looking underneath the sink. I mean, she's putting the, the vomit thing back. Well, yeah, so she calls Ethan and she's like, your mom's being crazy. She goes downstairs, she checks the eggs. The eggs are fine. She's thinking about, like, she's looking, like, in her garbage to see if she's tossed out a bunch of eggs. She hasn't. She thinks about what the homicide detective has said about rodent killer <laughs> looks under the sink, and there is rodent killer, which isn't, like, in and of itself, like, proof positive that this woman is putting it in her pies like no. she could have a mouse problem but um <laughs> upon her seeing that uh barbara comes back into the kitchen and is um confronting her like what are you doing rummaging around and then kendall's like you killed calvin and you tried to kill me didn't you and then barbara it turns out has a gun <laughs> so she takes it out of her pocket and starts pointing it at kendall that Kendall calls 911, but yeah. the it's knocked down to the floor, but 911's still there. I don't yeah. think Barbara knows that 911 no. at all. Yeah, I think she thinks she didn't manage to call 911. And so she knocked the phone out of her hand in time. But 911 is a very short number. So yeah. <laughs> she did manage to call 911, and they're on their way. Um, and the kids come in and they see Barbara with the gun right but this point barbara has the gun pointing to herself i think not to kendall um she does that at one point because at first she does kendall, and then she points it to herself i don't know i i thought she still had it pointed at kendall when the kids were around um, but maybe. she could have it pointed to herself but um what's her face uh yells at the kids to run away and they do and then they struggle over the gun which like in a moment of extreme stress i can understand someone making that decision but it's a good way to get a gun to misfire and shoot somebody (laughs) i thought i would miss one of the kids shoot one of the kids by accident oh i know horrible Uh, because they're completely out of the room yet (laughs) oh i know and um so she they don't she doesn't manage to get the gun away from her and then barbara points it at herself and is like because kendall's saying like you can't have a relationship with these children if you kill me (laughs) like that's not gonna work what's your thought process going here (laughs) like they already saw you point a gun at me they're not gonna be friends with you anymore (laughs) and so then barbara's like oh what's the point of living if i can't have grandkids so she like points the gun to herself the police come in they manage to get her to stop pointing the gun at anyone. She drops the gun. They uh, take her in. And that's um, pretty much the end of the movie. And then we have two postscripts. Yeah, we see everyone after. And they all seem completely happy. It's like your grandma, <laughs> this deranged grandma who almost killed you and killed your dad and all this other stuff. And you are completely fine. You're not traumatized yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're all in the, the hospital room after their little baby sister's been born. And um, Kendall's, you know, very obviously holding a doll. But I so much prefer people having dolls as babies than, like, 
when they hand them like a nine month or 10 month old baby and they're like, right. this is a newborn. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Have a doll. You get the ones that like cry and all of Yeah. <laughs> Cause at least it's the right size. Like when you hand like a nine or 10 month old child, it's like, there's no way that came out of a person. Like <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're all happy. Everything's fine. And then our second postscript is uh, we see the deranged granny in her police, uh, or I mean her prison cell, and she's crocheting uh, stuff. And I guess she's allowed to have crocheting stuff, but she's not allowed to have knitting needles. And I was like, I mean, I can see how knitting needles could be used as a weapon, but I don't see why metal crochet hooks wouldn't be used just as well. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they weren't metal. Maybe they're like wooden ones or something. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I guess. Anyways, so she's like crocheting a bunch of stuff uh, for the latest baby. And she's like, oh, I'm going to send it to their parents. And then the prison guard's like, oh, I'm sure that they're going to appreciate that. And it's like, and no. it's like, well, you make something for my nephew. And the little seller says, it's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, if you make something for my nephew, maybe I can get you knitting needles. And I was like, don't get this woman knitting needles. You crazy <laughs> also it's strange because i mean it's literally called deranged granny the whole idea is that she's like not mentally sound so why is she in a regular prison cell like shouldn't yeah. she be in a different type of institution altogether yeah at first i thought they would take her to like a mental institution or some sort of psychotic right work, but it seems like she was in a regular police jail right i don't know but then again, maybe this whole movie is just like a, an indictment of uh, how the mentally ill are treated by the criminal system. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> uh, we forgot to mention that she had scratched out Lucy's um, face out of all the pictures. Oh, yes. Of her. That was a hint to the audience. Like, yeah, this, this woman ain't right. Because <laughs> she has like a regular photo album and then there's a, a page for... Uh, Jason, which is what she calls their uh, unborn child, their their stillborn child, even though they wanted to name him Nicholas. Uh, she wanted to call him Jason. So she has a whole page for Jason and it has all the pictures of her son with uh, Lucy and Lucy's face is just scratched. <laughs> it's like, really? It's like, oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that was like the first thing she did that made you think she's not completely <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I, I, would, I kept waiting for something terrible to happen to Lucy or be like, oh yeah, Lucy in that accident. That was so sad. And then it turns out it wasn't an accident, but I think Lucy's fine. Yeah, but we don't know. Maybe they'll do a sequel. <laughs> so that's the movie Deranged Granny. <laughs> so um, I guess for silliness, we can do one to five apple pies. Sure. <laughs> And uh, for quality, it's always one to five stars. So what would you rate this in terms of quality? I would probably give it a three. Just, I'd probably rate it higher. If the time didn't jump and it was easier to figure out like the setting and then like mm -hmm. how everything kind of went together. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it seemed pretty competent for the most part. And I love Wendy Malick. But the, the time thing was an issue, like jumping ahead and montaging the way they did. And then, oh, okay, now they're married. And how long has it been? Like, it was, it was a little vague on the timeline. So, yeah, I'll probably give it like two stars uh, because that should have been clearer for sure. <laughs> And uh, in terms of apple pies, what do you think? Did you laugh out loud at any point in this movie? No. <laughs> did you? Um, I mean, I did laugh when that woman in the background thought, yeah, I'm going to still eat this burger, though. Even though the guy over there is yakking his brains out. <laughs> I don't think I really noticed that too much, but... <laughs> so that, that did make me laugh. Um... But yeah, I, it's funny because I actually kind of appreciated like 
Ethan and Kendall, like they seemed like really grounded characters, but I don't know if that made it kind of boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe if they were kind of over the top too, maybe this whole movie would have felt a little campier and a little funnier, but they were just like very reasonable people <laughs> in the center of this movie. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I guess I'd give it, like, maybe a, a half an apple pie. Because, yeah, it's not it's not that zany. Like, the story is absurd, but it's not, it never feels that wacky. Right. I would say an apple, because I like how they kind of started out being kind of deranged, but not completely, and then gradually made her more, which I yeah. guess was good because yeah. if they made her completely deranged in the beginning, it's like, how could you not <laughs> make the connections? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I had that issue with like, uh, what was it? Nanny cam? Because like in nanny cam, it's about a nanny who's deranged. And so like within the first 20 minutes, you know that she's murdered someone as an audience member. And the family doesn't know this, of course. But it's like, well, like, what's she going to do that's worse than that? She's already murdered someone. <laughs> and uh, it, it does get progressively grosser. because she. Oh, yeah. Like, Barbara also wrote the word Barbara on the doctor's car. For the one oh, yes. And, um, Ken, uh, what's his name? Oh, Ethan and Lucy Ethan. when they have the miscarriage. Which I felt was extremely extreme, considering he did... She did hear him laughing, but still. Yeah. It, it like, is uh, extreme behavior, and yet, like, I'm sure that doctors and surgeons are harassed by bereaved patients. Um, right, but it's a little different if they just are upset versus murder. <laughs> and it looked like it was blood, but it was probably just, like, red I think it was lipstick. Or lipstick. <laughs> Who knows? Because we didn't see her write it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was kind of funny because she, like, seems so self-satisfied. Like, she walks away from the car and she, like, they, like, play music and she's wearing, like, leopard print and she's, like, sauntering. Like, that teaches him not to be a child murderer. I wrote murderer on his car. It's like, I guess. Uh, so yeah, that's indication number one. Indication number two is she scratches out Lucy's face in the photo album. Indication number three, she almost kills her grandson. Indication number four, she kills the dad. Indication number five, she tries to kill the next woman. She threatens the kid. She threatens the kid first, I think, before the next woman. Which kid? Oh, right. The kid no. Yeah, the kid who's the bully. Yeah. Yeah. She threatens the kid's life. <laughs> And then she tries to almost kill. Yeah. No good, this gr deranged granny. <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh, we've said all we can say. Um, thank you so much for being on. You're welcome. Do you have any <laughs> more podcast plans for the future? Um, the Halloween one is going to come out either the week of Halloween or the week before Halloween. So be on the lookout for that. And I'm going to try and find a Halloween special or something related to Halloween to watch. Um, and in terms of like being on other people's podcasts, I've recorded a minute by minute movie podcast for the movie Knives Out but that doesn't come out until 2021. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, sometime. <laughs> so uh, I'll let everyone know about that when that comes out, but like, don't hold your breath. Um, and I haven't done any other shows recently. I don't think. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, special thanks to every one of you who has contributed uh to the show through patreon.com if 
you want to send a dime, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and then just search for Not Another Bad Movie Podcast. Um, there is some bonus content there. I have not been adding more bonus content there since uh, 2020 <laughs> has gone completely sideways. Um, but there is some stuff that was there from before. Um, and if you want to follow the show, you can on Twitter at NABM podcast, tell your podcast listening friends to go to their usual spots, to listen to podcasts and search for the show and tell your non podcast listening friends to go to not another bad movie podcast at Libsyn, dot com. And I'll see you for Halloween. Yay. Bye. <laughs> Boo. <laughs>